Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, boy, once the floodgates opened last night, Jim, it, it, they couldn't stop it. 10-7, to 7, I looked up on the NHL record book. There's only been 20 higher-scoring games in the history of the league than 17 goals in last night's game. Good thing or bad thing for the Wild? Good. At this point, just getting two points mm-hmm. is all that really matters. Mm-hmm. They played Vancouver's excellent. Uh, Vancouver had a 5-2 lead at one point, and the Wild looked like they couldn't hit the net. For them to win that game, it's both necessary and, and pretty impressive. I mean, I, I've never seen an NHL game like that. Yeah. I've never seen a game where it looked like basketball. You know, you get the ball, you go down the court, you score, and you go back and play a little defense. And, um, and really, the amazing thing is the Wild scored 10 goals against a very good defensive team, and they in the first period, they – you know, had one kick-in goal. They really didn't have any clean goals, and they could have scored about five goals. I mean, they, they were all over Vancouver early on. They had a five-on-three. They had power plays. They hit the side of the net. They hit the goal in the chest. They should have scored way more in the first period, and by the end of the game, they had ten goals, and you didn't remember that. Yeah, it was just a, a blizzard uh, of goals. Uh, you know, for the more casual fan, you know, they want to see more scoring in the NHL. Uh, you know, more traditionalists are, you know, 10 to 7 is a little ridiculous, but but uh, still uh, entertaining hockey last night when you're, or yesterday afternoon, uh, when you're playing Vancouver. Do you think the, I mean, they don't play that many matinees in the NHL. Would that have had any effect on how they played? I don't think so. They yeah. play a few day games on weekends. They, they, they play all over the world. They play all over North America That's at true. all different yeah. times. I just and and the hockey players are pretty dedicated. I don't. It's not like they all went out and got drunk and, and, and <laughs> right. played a bad third period because of that. Uh, Vancouver was a very proud team. They didn't want that to happen. So I just think it's why we watch sports. You really yeah. don't know what you're going to get any given day. And I also think it highlights the fact that uh, that uh, Kaprizov. Zuccarello, Boldy, Eck, just have a great chemistry together. You know, obviously they can't play all four together all the time. Uh, right now it's, it's Boldy, Erickson, Eck, and Kaprizov have been a highly productive first line. But Zuccarello, whenever he's on the power play with, uh, with those guys, also mixes in really well. They, just, they have something going right now. Uh, yeah. That line has been highly productive. Kaprizov has been really good for the last month, month and a half. Eck is having a great year. Boldy's kind of rebounded after a slump and it's gotten back to scoring. And, you know, I mean, it's not that complicated game. If your goalie plays well, you play good team defense and your score is score, you got a chance. And right now all that's happening right now. Yeah, except they did change goalies at the second period. So when, when he pulls Gustafson and goes back to Flurry or vice versa, uh, goaltenders, I mean, they're pros. They, they take that fine, don't they? It doesn't affect them anyway beyond that. I don't know. I mean, goalies are pros, but they're yeah. also – People. You know, they're like yeah. kickers. They, yeah. they, they're in their head a lot. Mm. Uh, they, get, they get a lot of credit and a lot of blame, depending on how things go. Sometimes not accurately assessed. Uh, sometimes they get scored on. It's really not their fault. Uh, so it really depends on the individual, the situation. I don't think this leaves any scars because Gustafson uh, deserved to get pulled mm-hmm. and Flurry won the game, and Gustafson will probably just used to motivate himself to bounce back. Um, I think they're both experienced. You know, Gustafson isn't the most experienced guy in the world, but I think they're both experienced and level-headed enough that uh, that doesn't really affect them much. Yeah, uh, you know, good to hear. Hopefully, he he does bounce back. It's been a little bit of an off year, though, compared to last year for Gustafson. Though, yep, yeah, he hasn't been great. Yeah, and it's been one of their many problems. Uh, and he, like the team, has been better lately in general. 
uh, last night, uh, you know, Vancouver scored in a couple screenshots early, and it just seemed like Gustafson got a little panicked after that. Mm. Uh, hey, they're going against uh, a good goal, a goaltender who is having a really good year, and they shelled him. So once again, it's just there, there is a certain amount of randomness in sports. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, the uh, Twins uh, in spring training now and full squad workouts games uh, coming up uh, this weekend. Chris Paddock is a guy they're they're counting on to be a starting pitcher. It seems uh, this year is that true? Uh, yeah, he might end up being the number two. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he probably has the best stuff of any of their starters. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the the natural pecking order is Lopez, of course, is the ace. Joe Ryan, because he's been here a few years and had a certain amount of success, is probably your listed number two. Ober had a really good year last year. Paddock is coming off two Tommy John surgeries, so he's probably relegated to number four. And then you have uh, you know Disclafani and and others at fifth and beyond. But Paddock has the best stuff of any starter when he is cutting loose. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of last season, he looked as dominant as anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and Varlin came out just throwing bullets. If he can, you know, maintain enough of that velocity with it at a pitch mix, uh, and you know, pitch a reasonable amount of innings, he could be a big factor. He he could. He's one of those big variables. Mm-hmm. He could get hurt again. He could be absolutely dominant. Have you talked with Rocco about innings jumps? So Paddock, 18 innings last year, uh, wanting him to be a starter. He's saying his goal is 140 to 160 innings. That's a really big jump. Does that concern them at all? I wouldn't say the word. They wouldn't use the word concern. It was okay. just like over. You know, at last year we asked Rocco every two, three days about Ober's innings limits. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, they, and you know, one point he said, oh, "Okay, listen, I know." We're in the analytics world because some of the things are just human observation. You just keep an eye on the guy. You talk to him. You ask him about it. You check on his arm. Um, you know, you, you don't want to shut a guy. You don't, obviously, you don't want to hurt somebody by having him pitch too much, but you also don't want to shut somebody down if they're capable of, of more and being, giving you a good, healthy season. So it's just going to be a constant monitoring situation. Mm-hmm. You know, he might be the kind of guy that skip a start every once in a while. Um, but he's also, he's also a horse. He is put together like a professional wrestler. He is mm-hmm. big, strong, works out like crazy, uh, throws really hard. So, I, I, you know, listen, there's a logical upper limit uh, in their minds, but they're also going to just play it by ear. Yeah. That's what they saw in him when they made a trade for him from San Diego, right, was that great build he has and, the, of course, the fireballer of, you know, pushing it into the mid to upper 90s. He's one of the many guys they identified. Lopez is another uh, Brock Stewart was another. Duran was another. Uh, Brigham now in, in camp is another. They, they they tend to find look at pitchers and say, God, if we had him, we would do this with his mechanics. We would have him change his pitch 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 mix and sequence to this, and we think he could be really special. Mm-hmm. And we saw that jump with Lopez last year. Lopez yeah. was a good play, good pitcher for the Miami Marlins. Brought him here. He becomes an ace on a on a division winning team. Uh, Paddock, same thing. They identified him. They went after him in several trades. They finally got him, and now they're just thrilled. They just think that this guy, again, it's going to come down to health, but there's no doubt about the athletic ability, the coachability, and the talent. Uh, there's reporting out in, in recent days that one of the holdups from the Vikings and Kirk Cousins coming to a contract agreement before now has been that the Vikings uh, are reluctant to fully guarantee uh, his contract. Have you heard some of that? Does that seem plausible? Yeah, 
mm-hmm. I think I think they are going back. I, I think the Vikings really want him. I think he recognizes that this is the best place. Not only is it the best place for him, mm-hmm. but he almost might. He also might have a better chance of making more money here than anywhere else. Mm. And you know, he said he set the record when he signed here the first time with the, the largest fully guaranteed deal in NFL history. Uh, and he's a you know, he knows how to play this game. He's played it very well financially. Mm-hmm. His agents have played it very well. So it's just a classic negotiation. Of course, one of the factors is going to be gar- one of the factors is total money. Another is uh, guaranteed money, and you know Cousins at his age is certainly going to push hard for as much guaranteed money as possible. Franchise tag window opens this afternoon at three. Is there any Vikings that might wind up getting tagged? Uh, they don't have to tag Jefferson. He's still officially. I mean, they could keep Justin Jefferson for two more years, even if they don't sign him to a long-term deal. Mm-hmm. So there's urgency to get a deal done right now, but they don't absolutely have to, and they don't have franchise tag and keep him. I mean, they could do it with Hunter again. Hunter would be unhappy about it, mm-hmm. um, and who knows if he would hold out or do anything in protest. They could franchise Hunter again. I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. And once again, I keep, as I keep reminding all my friends who are panicked about the salary cap, they will be in better shape against the salary cap if they re-sign Cousins and get a Jefferson deal done. Not worse shape, better shape. Mm-hmm. So if they get those two deals done, signing Hunter is really just a logical next step for uh, and they could put, they could pay him a lot of money jim thanks so much thanks Todd. live at five sports at todd and suhan brought to you by prairie's edge casino resort playoff hockey tonight from fergus falls cardinal boys in the 6a quarterfinals rambo pregame coverage 645